Hey, you're listening to Frank and Eric. Uh, it's episode, what, four or five? Four. Four uh, of the new Frank and Eric podcast. Uh, we haven't released any of them yet, so we're not sure what the response is going to be. Uh, we're, right. There's a lot of anticipation yeah. in the studio right now. Yeah. Um, we're excited. We hope you are, too. It's a bit of a fever pitch yes. over here. Uh, uh, we've been working hard on all the art uh, mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. the new podcast. Um, Eric is out buying cars, and I'm just sending him round after round of... Uh, slight changes to the same image over and over again. Yep. I'm just out uh, partying with millennials and buying cars that I personally can't afford. But uh. <laughs> um, So this is our Halloween episode. Uh, do you have a drop for that? Do you have like a spooky sound? Oh, um, shit. I w- uh. Okay. Is that spooky? Yeah. It's spooky. It's a little jarring. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's spooky, sure. Shit. I should have gotten like a... Uh, you know, like a spooky sounds like, uh, like that's a door opening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like, uh, like, like chains rattle, like, like a, uh, a ghoul laughing, a ghoul. God <laughs> damn it. Why did we get a ghoul? Uh, I just keep loading up the board with more screams. I'm collecting. Yeah. yeah I mean, it makes sense for us. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty, <laughs> that's the crux of the podcast. Yeah. The whole... That's the inspiration for the entire podcast. <laughs> Uh, these are coming in a little hot, I have to say. Oh, really? A Do little, you think... Uh, a little too... I, I think I'm worried that our listeners are going to... Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> what is that from? Uh, that's Maddie Matheson tasting hot sauce. That's pretty good. Uh, so this is our Halloween episode, uh-huh. yeah. um, and we're reviewing uh, the original Blair Witch Project. Yes. Uh, the 1999 uh, fake documentary horror film yes. that took the country by storm. It sure did. Did you see it when it came out? I did. I saw it in the movie theaters. And I think I was with my girlfriend at the time. And I remember being legitimately scared watching it. Yeah. Uh, but I was in like the front row or something. Oh, um, man. You must have been puking, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't that bad. I, it was definitely uh, unsettling. I mean, I don't watch a lot of horror movies. Uh, but it felt like hard to escape the Blair Witch Project. Yeah, yeah. It was just um, a lot of hype around it. Well, it was an, it was an entirely new thing in, yes. in 1999, 20 years ago. It's funny because it's a very simple device, yeah. but done very, very well. So if you haven't seen the Blair Witch, which is near impossible, um, it's three college kids who decide to make a documentary about the Blair Witch in the yeah. woods of Virginia. No, Maryland. Maryland, sorry. Burkittsville, Maryland. Sorry. And um, so the premise is they're going out into the woods to sort of see what they can find, hike around, and then maybe they'll see some something spooky and sort of like do a little fake documentary about the Blair Witch. Yeah. Um, but the movie does an excellent job of making you extremely uncomfortable the entire time. It is it is an excellent slow burn. Yes. Like I was I was thinking how uh I I was I wanted to take notes while I was watching it, but uh it was just really good and so I was just kind of immediately into it, but I did make a note that like 20 20 minutes into the movie 
they haven't really even done anything yet. right they're, they're like still like traveling to the campground yeah and it really accelerates towards the end of the movie like the last half an hour really yeah. things really pick up yeah i i remember um i remember reading about the production of it and apparently they they uh so, you know, it's all filmed like by the actors filming mm-hmm. themselves. Mm-hmm. And so they were actually discovering the stuff that they were reacting to in the woods, like as so like the oh cool. The directors were like setting things up in the trees and stuff, and they were given loose directions of like where to go. I see. And so they'd get there and and like so some of their reactions to things were genuine, like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, yeah. And you like it really has a like a tense reality to it so i wonder if they were actually hungry and sleep deprived and those things yeah i don't know because that would be excellent if they were because you really feel that stress that anxiety and that like terror like like i was saying with jaws the unknown emptiness darkness terror is very present in blair witch yes i find it less scary to be in the middle of the woods than to be in the middle of the ocean yeah, oh yeah well yeah but um like why don't they just follow the stream like there's a stream there. Right. That's what I kept thinking the whole time. But isn't there a point at which they, I mean, maybe they weren't following the stream, but there is that part where like it, in, you know, like two thirds of the way through where they encounter the log again. Yeah. And I didn't know, I know they were headed South, but I don't know if they were following the stream, but yeah, I was just thinking if you're ever lost, just follow the stream. Exactly. Cause why not? I mean, yeah, that's your guiding whatever. Um, I would say that's my biggest criticism of the whole movie. Like I find the characters extremely grating. Yeah. Like they are super annoying people. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if that was on purpose or not, but they're not likable at all. Like one guy has a severe anger problem. Yeah. <laughs> and like, they don't know him at all. And he basically yells at them the entire movie. Yeah. And like, you know, day one, he's sort of yelling his head off. Yeah. And he's the first to do something really terrible to like, yes, to completely fuck them. Right. And then the girl, she's just very grating the entire time. Yeah. I'm not sh- I, yeah. I mean, that's obviously put on, but they want us to not like them. Y- yeah. Or I was mean, that just I, their personalities? I think it was just their personality. Well, I think, I think it was a combination of things. Like, I think it was just their personalities. I also think like, because it was supposed to be a fake documentary, it wasn't trying to be overly sympathetic. Like yeah, you, you, because right. if, if it was like put on too much that you're supposed to care, then it's like you feel manipulated. Sure. But also, um, I think that, so I didn't really notice this until watching it this most recent time. But the female character, very grating. Yes. She's sort of the host of the documentary. Yeah. Um, It didn't occur to me until now that like her personality is kind of um, like a device for keeping the camera rolling. Because that's true. That's true. All these times where they're like, put the fucking camera down. And like they need some way to explain why everything's filmed, like for the movie's existence to make sense. I was thinking about that too, because when I first started watching it, it was before the era of where you film everything all the time, yeah. because if that happened now, it wouldn't be that strange. Yeah. It would just be like 900 TikToks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You'd just be live streaming your entire vacation, which everybody does all the time yeah. and everyone get a ton of likes and be cool. Uh, but this seemed, you know, unusual or like, uh, especially annoying. I mean, I guess we all kind of had that friend in high school who got a camera and was always taking photos or a video or something. Yeah. But this was like, 
excessive, but you're right. That's a really good point of like her personality lets it keep going. Yeah. Like how do you explain to the viewer why anyone in this situation would keep the camera rolling? Right. And, and then they do the one thing like the guy, I think Josh, he does the, uh, the moment of taking the camera and basically saying like, Oh, this is a device to like make you feel more comfortable. Yeah. Which is pretty smart too. Um, just to help you accept that they keep filming. Mm-hmm. Cause one, how do they keep it charged? Right. <laughs> well, it's brought up a lot of batteries. So they're filmmakers. I guess. Yeah. Um, but I thought that even though it's grading, it does make more sense than a lot of the other found footage movies that you, that you watch where it's like the shots shift from someone's phone to uh, a security camera to like, like, like they yeah, have right, these right, other right. ways of justifying the fact that there's a camera rolling everywhere. Something happens to be happening. Sure. Uh, I think that's one of the things that makes it so effective where uh, the whole found footage aesthetic is kind of cringy in other movies, uh, even yeah. though it just kind of got played to death. But like, yeah. but it, it like, even though it's implausible, it's believable while you're watching. Absolutely. It, it is fucking scary. Yeah. Like I watched it in bed the other night, uh, falling asleep and it really, it kept me up. It, it's very, had the, had the covers up your chin. <laughs> <laughs> it, it rattles you. Like yeah. it does a good job of just making you unsettled. And the, the use of the black and white and the color yeah. video cameras are, is really good too. Um, and the end is just fucking so good. Oh my God. Yeah. It's, it's one of the best horror movie endings ever. I Absolutely. Think. It's funny. I anticipated that you would not like it. Hmm. I thought you would find it like corny or something. No. Cause I remember after it came out, everyone freaked out about it. Yeah. And then everyone realized that it was fake. Right. And it sort of got like, it became a bit of a punchline. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so I sort of like assumed it wouldn't be as good as I remember it being or scary as I remember it being. But it absolutely is. There was like a two or three year period following the release of the Blair Witch where you couldn't make a comedy that didn't involve that like upward shot yes. of like looking down at the camera being That's like, true. I'm scared. Yes. <laughs> right. That's a good point. That was super annoying. But it's because it was so iconic. Like yeah. it was such a, it's such an, a, it's a reference that literally every person who watches movies would get immediately. Right. right. Um, yeah. I thought it was great. I, uh, there's a lot of sequels. Have you have you seen any of the sequels? No, they're really bad. Why make a sequel to that? I know. Like, well, what's what's to know? Uh, I mean, I think they got a an incredible deal. Sure. Um, and uh, yeah, so they made there's. I think there's two sequels to the original, mm-hmm. and then they made a sequel a few years ago. I want to say it was at the 15th anniversary maybe mm-hmm. of the Blair Witch. They, or, so the first movie was the Blair Witch project. Yeah. And the 15 year sequel was called the Blair Witch. Mm-hmm. And the filmmakers from what I read have said that like, that's the only real sequel. Okay. And it's directed by Ty West. Who's this big, uh, like indie horror director. He makes really good movies. Uh, and I saw it and loved it. Huh? Um, and it, uh, so th- what's really interesting about it is that like <clears throat> they expand the concept and universe just enough to make it interesting to watch the sequel. But yeah. like normally, you know, like my biggest complaint about sequels to any movie is that like the first one is always good. And the second one, they always try to like expand the world of the movie mm-hmm. and it just cheapens it and makes it stupid. Yeah, of course. Um, but the from what I I, didn't, I haven't seen it since it came out, but I remember loving it. And the the 
concept is that another group of student filmmakers goes into the woods to make a movie about right. the original Blair Witch Project. Sure. And one of the one of the students is the the girl from the Blair Witch, it's like her younger brother or something. Mm-hmm. And he wants to go find evidence of what happened to his sister because he thinks she was murdered somewhere. If you were the younger brother of someone who got murdered by a mysterious thing in the woods, mm-hmm. would you go make a documentary about it? it well, it, fuck the, no. The, right. But the documentary is just his like excuse to go into the woods sure, and of course. try to find answers or whatever. But the thing that I love about it, spoiler alert, huge spoiler. Uh, so they're out in the woods and he hears his sister out in the trees, like screaming. And, and then cool. one of the original people comes wandering out of the trees lost. Whoa. And you realize that like the Blair, Witch, the the area that they're lost in, you know, they're like, they keep returning to the same place in the first yeah, movie. Yeah. It's because they're like slipping through time and space. Ooh. Yeah. It's so good. That's it, cool. It's such an interesting, like minor expansion of what is happening. But then you're like, Oh, that it, like, that is a believable addition to huh. the, the thing. And then like, when you think about like, they like that, that period of time that they're lost and, you know, like yeah, tortured yeah. and wandering around, like it's sort of just going on all the time. Cool. Oh, it's so good. That's really good. <laughs> huh. You gotta watch that. Yeah. Um, but as I was watching it, I remember being very scared or like, you know, being very like wound up and anxious watching it. And I was trying to think about the times I was most scared watching a movie, mm-hmm. watching a horror movie. Yeah. And, it was maybe like 2004. It's pretty recent. You were is an adult. It 2004? You were 24? Just listen, okay? <laughs> okay. So my sister was living in D.C. Uh-huh. And she lived in kind of a bad neighborhood in D.C. And she wanted me to stay at her apartment and watch her. She had a bulldog at the time. Mm-hmm. Maybe he had it for like a couple months or a year. That she's obsessed with. And so she said, come stay in my apartment, watch the dog, hang out, bring your girlfriend. Cool. And I was like, all right, you know, I'll do that. And so I get there and it's a basement level apartment. Again, you know, I, I wasn't living in, in a city yet, I don't think. And if you don't live in a city, it takes a while to get used to all the city noises. Sure. Like you th- hear someone walking by outside. You hear a car. You hear a guy like coughing. You hear a guy yelling into a window. Yeah. You hear a guy like riding by in his bike and shouting in your face and, while you're sitting in a truck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, so it takes a while to get used to those things. Yeah. And those things can make you unsettled. Yes. Especially if you're sitting in an, like a basement level apartment where like you're on street level. Yeah, you're right there. Yes. So it's like right there. Uh So uh, my girlfriend at the time and I uh, decided to watch Saw. The first Saw came out. Okay. (laughs) So that movie, the Uh movie Saw combined with this unfamiliar place Uh and all the sounds out in the street. The sound of squeaky tricycles going by (laughs) in the middle of the night. We were fucking terrified watching that movie. (laughs) Scared out of our fucking minds. Um, Truly. The only time (laughs) that I can remember recently, um, like, not being scared, but like even reacting in a where scared it gets way. you, it really gets you. Yeah, was a uh, paranormal activity. 
when that first one came out it's so good it's like it's effective in the way that the Blair Witch is effective it's like it was made for ten thousand dollars or something yeah and it's it's a found footage movie it's about like this young couple that moves into a house and it's weird things start happening so they set up security cameras oh i might have seen part of it um and when it came out they did a really good job of hyping it up so the trailers instead of showing anything from the movie they would just show shots of the audience watching the movie and losing their minds yes so uh when it came out jason and i got a copy of it and we were at chad's apartment watching it so you're an adult then totally an adult Mm, yes i was like 27 or 28 (laughs) uh and we had a bottle of absinthe that i got for free from work okay and we just sat there sipping absinthe watching uh paranormal activity and it's just full of like jump scares it's not even actually full of jump scares it's it is like the because you're watching all the security camera footage it's like you watch every scene looking for the thing that's going to be yeah, out of right. place or weird so it's like 90 minutes of being totally on the edge of your seat like what's the thing that's going to happen yeah and uh you know when it does happen you fucking scream your ass off <sighs> oh i'm sorry i just farted <laughs> and it made me nauseous for a second all right i'm gonna open Oof, this window good uh, God. speaking of sounds of the city you might my. hear something holy moly good luck my god jeez you smell that no not yet but i'm Man. sure um Oof. Uh, i really hope it doesn't come over here i hope it, it does actually it's a bit of a dead zone and there's no <laughs> no breeze in here thank god man um, you might want to wash your clothes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also remember watching Ghostbusters as a kid. Uh huh. And the hands that come out of the bed or the chair or whatever and grab the kid. Ghostbusters hands that come Is out that of right? the chair. I don't. I don't remember that. that. I don't know if it's if it's Ghostbusters. Or is it Poltergeist? Maybe. Yeah, it might Does be Poltergeist. Poltergeist. Both of those movies scared the hell out of me. Polter guys for sure. And then I had a constant fear of hands coming up under my bed and pulling me into like, I don't know, hell. Yeah. I, uh, uh, one of the things that really scared me when I was a kid, cause I watched a lot of horror movies, uh, in the original nightmare on Elm street, there's the scene where, um, I can't remember the, the main girl's name in, Oh God, what is it? Anyway, she, she's taking a bath at one point mm-hmm. and she's like there's this shot of her like she's in the bathtub and it's looking like you know the shot is like parallel with the water kind of looking at her face and she's uh-huh. sitting there she's got a little bath pillow and like her knees are sticking up out of the water out of the soapy water yeah and she starts to drift off to sleep and like freddie's hand comes out of the water and like to, i mean now sexy imagery right <laughs> when i was a kid i was like there could be a guy in the water. Holy <laughs> shit. That fucked me up. That's funny. So I took baths with no soap for, <laughs> <laughs> I needed to see to the bottom. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the most scared I remember being. I watched, um, what is it called? Uh, not inheritance. Uh, hereditary. Hereditary. That was a good one. Yeah. I watched that on a plane and then, got into a hotel and watched it, finished it and had fucking terrifying dreams, <laughs> like very deeply unsettling dreams that I can't repeat because they make me uncomfortable how disturbing they were. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So you're not like a horror movie person really? Not right? really. No. Okay. I mean, I enjoy it. Some of them are good. Like hereditary was good. It was fun to watch. Yeah. Blair, which is fun to watch. 
Um, but I don't get a thrill out of being scared. Huh. It's not what I look for when I watch a movie. I feel like de- pretty desensitized to it because I've seen so many horror movies. Like yeah. I've been watching them since I was a little kid. What's the appeal though? I don't know. Uh, well, it, like the, I tried to explain this to somebody. Uh, my old roommate, Adam had never seen a horror movie when I moved in with him okay. and I was going to watch one. And he was like, I don't understand why you would want to be scared. And my explanation was anytime you watch a movie, you are the, like the payoff that you get from watching a movie is like vicariously experiencing the emotions of the characters that you're watching. Sure. So if it's a love story, you get to go through that love experience. If it's a comedy, you get to laugh, like all all those things. Right. And the reason you want to do that is because like, it makes you feel alive to like, to have that feeling just to have that part of your brain kind of awakened and, you know, understand that that's an emotion that you can feel and being scared is just part of it's one of the facets of the human experience yeah so it's like you get to have that part of your brain tickled without being like chased down the road by a bobcat and what was his response he was like oh that makes sense yeah and then we watched a horror movie and he's like that was good i get it now (laughs) (laughs) Uh, there's so many now too that like it feels hard to if there's a good movie there's a number of good movies a year Chances are one of them is a horror movie. Yeah. Well, there's a boom right now. Big yeah. Time. Right. Right. Like Midsummer was pretty entertaining. Yeah. I just watched that for the first time the other day. Yeah. It it was like fine. It's fine. I I didn't love it, but I was entertained. The cliff scene is pretty excellent. Yeah. Um, and the consent scene is pretty excellent. What's the consent scene? Where the the group of women make that guy have sex with a woman. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Pretty cool. It was pretty cool. <laughs> I would do it. Um, kind of a mind fuck, but I it, kept picturing Seth Rogen in, in that role. That guy, he looks a lot like Seth Rogen. Oh yeah. 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 Totally. Um, yeah. He's like, it'd be way better if it was Seth Rogen. I felt like from shot to shot, I couldn't tell if he was chubby. He's kind of chubby. You know, right? I was like, are you, are you a chubby dude? But then when, like when he was, when he, when he was naked, like didn't look too chubby. Yeah. He wasn't, mm. he wasn't like a fat bastard, but he was right. like, he was heavy. Yeah, I don't know. Are you chubby, dude? Like, that's what I want to know. <laughs> Are you chubby? Um, so speaking of 20th anniversaries, we're going to see a post-rock band tonight that's yeah. having their 20th anniversary. A band called Explosions in the Sky. Yeah. Not a horror band. No. Um, like, nice explosions, like fireworks. Yeah, if you're really into high school football, you've probably heard of them. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I was listening to them today just to, like, revisit. Because I haven't listened to them in, like... 10 years probably neither have I and I haven't had a chance to revisit them so this is going to be very fresh for me so the first the most popular track um, is called your hand and mine yeah so that's the level of like preciousness we're going to get today yeah but they're they're a solid band they still kind of deliver on whatever whatever it is they're delivering we went to see them together before we did and what I recall is they were very good I remember them being extremely tight. Yep. And I remember uh, a lot of bros playing air guitar. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah. Like, like bros who were sort of like playing air guitar with like tears in their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like the emotional bro uh, yeah. soundtrack. I'm curious about the crowd of this though. I'm assuming it'll be a lot of us's. Yeah. But this came out in like 99, 2001. Yeah. These, these albums, um, which seemed a little ahead of its time for that kind of music. Yeah. 
for what it was. There was kind of uh, like Sigaros was kind of doing similar stuff around that time. Yeah. It felt like it's like an instrumental mineral basically. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they like really nailed the formula for uh, like that cathartic arc in a song. Yes. Where it's like, starts quiet mm-hmm. and has that slow build and, and, and like, mogwai's like what about us yeah <laughs> <laughs> and mogwai's great but they tend to wander a little bit more in their songs yeah like, yeah it's not the it's not the up down up down yes that explosion in the sky does which you would think in a live show would get pretty old but no it doesn't no man you just drink those bud lights <laughs> you fucking grab your friend in the least gay way you possibly can <laughs> and you fucking cry um so yeah i uh i don't have much more to say about blair witch other than i enjoy it i think it's great and you should uh you should maybe see it if you haven't i guess yeah i i guess i don't have much more to say about it uh i i was really into it i uh, when it came out uh i like i remember the whole experience of it not just seeing the movie but um a week before the movie premiered, they had a special on the sci-fi channel. It felt like such a big deal when it came out. I know it was huge. And they had the, like they, they were the first to like do this stunt marketing and I bought into it. Yeah. Whole hog. Like the, they did this fake documentary on the sci-fi channel about the movie and like they stuck with the whole story of like, That's this was cool. real. And even the actors in the movie were registered as deceased with the screen actors wow. guild. That's like, cool. Yeah. They like fully, fully went for it. And, um, like it was originally announced on this like, uh, website that did not say anything about being a movie promotion website. It was just like a website full of facts about the Blair witch. Huh? And, and they had like, photos of like the film canister found in the woods and stuff like they that's how they announced it like it was it was this guerrilla marketing that no one had ever seen before yeah and i like as someone who was very into the internet at the time like i was just eating that up and uh and i i like i remember the whole kind of thing like i'm going to see the movie everybody's fucking freaking out about it and then uh the guys who made it got a got a tv deal with Fox and they did a show called uh fuck fear freaky links and it, freaky links. Yeah. And it was, uh, it's store. It starred Ethan Embry and, uh, I can't remember who else was in. It. I don't think there were any other big stars in it, but the thing was, he was a guy who ran a website where he investigated like paranormal activity mm-hmm. and he would take his video camera and go. So there was like a lot of found footage, like looking stuff in it. Yeah. They were like, we want a TV show that looks like the Blair. Of course. Witch. Yeah. Um, but then, uh, it was like really goofy cause it was very nineties. Right. So it was like it. It aesthetically, it was not like the Blair Witch. Like it wasn't a straight ahead horror show. It was sort of like goofy and internet-y. And uh-huh. um, it was just a total flop. But I remember, I just remember that whole time where it was like, oh, there's this kind of weird stuff being made and I'm interested in it. Do you remember that show Fear on MTV? Yeah, yeah. Where, oh my God. Where they would have the camera pointed up at their face. Yeah, And they'd be like screaming, running. Th- yeah. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> so the, the point of the show was like, it's basically like a, a contestant, like game show kind of set up yeah. and you have to spend a night in like an insane, an abandoned insane asylum by yourself. Yeah. No way. <laughs> no fucking way would I do that. Yeah. 
I want to, I want to really like, uh, have, you know, show some bravado right now and be like, I'd do that. But I don't think I would. Absolutely not. (laughs) Even if I know there's nothing to be scared of, it's an empty abandoned building. Yeah. Don't care. What if, um, how much money would I have to pay you to go into, have you ever been into an abandoned mental institution? I've been in a number of abandoned buildings. Yeah. I can't say anywhere a mental institution. Just an abandoned building on its own is scary. Yeah. Uh, there, when, so when I was in high school, uh, I'm going to return to the question, how much would it cost for uh-huh. you to do it? But when I was in high school, one of the places that we used to hang out at was the abandoned Whitehaven Sanitarium, which was uh, this hilltop mental institution it started out as a tuberculosis hospital like in the early early 20th century Mm -hmm. and then was turned into a mental hospital uh and then was abandoned and all they did when they abandoned it was like uh build a wall across the access road going up to it so you could park nearby and then walk up through the woods and all the buildings were fully intact you could walk in and there would there were like stacks of finger paintings made by the patients and stuff so crazy and uh Whoa, sorry. Uh, so we would go up there. That was a ghoul. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's our ghoul sound effect. Yeah, we would we would go in there, and uh, they had the main house. It was like this cluster of buildings, and the main house, which I guess had like had maybe like the offices. Yeah, um, was like a, vic- a like a big white Victorian mansion that was you know decrepit That's and falling like out apart. of a movie. Yeah, it, you could have filmed a movie there. It was yeah. in incredible yeah and uh and then there were all these other smaller buildings like dormitory buildings but you the way you entered one of the ways you could enter the big main building was through the basement which was a boiler room so you would go in and there was just this narrow channel that you could walk down it was like the most terrifying place ever but you know you're there with your friends so you're like i'm not gonna look like a pussy i gotta i gotta get in here and uh we went up at night just with flashlights sometimes. Nope. Um, and I remember being in there and I was like, you know, like a total clown and just like trying to freak people out. And, yeah. and in the main room, you're in this big mansion and like the floors are like caving in. It's like it, it you know, just imagine a mansion that's like been exposed to the elements and yeah. crumbling. And there's this big staircase that kind of sweeps up the one side and you can look up and just see like a peak of the hallway and I, I remember standing there with my friend and we're both looking up there and I was like, can you imagine if somebody just crawled across the floor up there? <laughs> <laughs> and when I said that out loud, I think we both shit our pants just looking at it. <laughs> like it, it, it was like the, it was the scariest backdrop you could right. possibly imagine. You could walk into, I remember the, the dentist's office still had the dentist oh chair God. and it was like all rusty with the tools hanging off oh it. My it God. was fucking crazy. Is it still there? No. So it, it burned down. Somebody lit it on fire and uh, now uh, whoever bought the property turned it into like a monastery or something. Um, bummer. Yeah. Um, I remember in, this is in college, like right after college, I'm sorry, right after high school, like freshman year or sophomore year of college. I met a bunch of guys drawing caricatures at a Six Flags, and this one guy, Gary, who I think you met one day at yes. Hearst, yeah. yes, uh, very funny guy. He wanted to make a horror movie. He's very into horror, and so we all agreed and uh, just went into these abandoned buildings at night and like tried filming this horror movie. <laughs> and we'd have to like go scout 
scout the scenes and like scout like the location and make sure we can do it and whatever. And um, there's always like dead cats on the floor Ugh. and like sunken in sunken in uh, floors and like you know everything's decrepit and yeah super creepy. Um, but I remember one time we're walking through and we're trying to film something. And I <laughs> he kept yelling at me because I kept trying to like hold his hand because I was so <laughs> so nervous. <laughs> He's like, "Stop it! Stop trying to hold my hand." <laughs> um, but yeah, there's no fucking way. So. You know, go back to the question of like how much uh, would it take me to, to do what? Yeah, like like imagine. Uh, so imagine like a, a scenario like I just described, like a, an abandoned picture, like a Victorian mansion in the middle of like a, a cluster of buildings that were all part of a mental institution, uh-huh. full of all the mental uh, mental institution accoutrement. Sure. So all the finger paintings, all that weird shit. Yeah, and I get there at night. Yeah, we get there at like midnight. Okay. And and you got to walk up through the woods. You got to walk into the main house. By myself. By yourself. Okay. And then you have to spend the night in one of the rooms, in the room of your choice. In I would spend the night right behind the front door <laughs> and not go into it at all. Okay, so what if I said you had to go to like a middle, like like you have to go to the second floor. Okay. So you can hear stuff walking around downstairs. And, and how out. long do I have to be there? All night. Until dawn. Do I get drugs? You can get anything you want. Really? I can bring drugs with me? Yeah. Then I'll just knock myself out. I'll knock myself out. I'll pass out. Yeah, it's easy. Done. Uh, okay. What if you can't have <laughs> drugs, but you're allowed to sleep if you can fall asleep, and you have to be by yourself. You're not allowed to have your phone, so you can't look at Instagram, or you can't like <laughs> look at Reddit all problems. night. You can't just like distract yourself. Yeah. Can I bring... You can't like build a fortress of, of random debris and like sit in it and, and be on the internet. <laughs> Can I bring like an eye mask and like noise canceling headphones? No. Mm. You have to be like in it, immersed in it. Mm. Um, all you get is a little flashlight. How much money would it... Do I have food? Yeah. You can take like cliff bars. <laughs> okay. Um, do I get like a... Like a pen and a pad to like write my thoughts down. Yeah, and you could take draw a, some you, pictures. Yeah, you could take a pen and a pad and a Ouija board. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know, like ten thousand dollars. Ten thousand dollars. Yeah. You think you would do it for ten thousand dollars? Yeah. Hmm. Do you? Uh, again, I think like right off the bat, I'm like, yeah, but seems like a lot of money for something stupid. Yeah. But it's real spooky. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like six hours. I'll probably fall asleep. Right. Probably. Okay. What if we have to like shit in the corner? What if it's from sundown to sun up? Okay. Here's a question. Yeah. When I'm nervous, I have to poop a lot. So mm-hmm. do I have like a bucket or is there a bathroom I can go in? Or do I have to like go? Do I have to like be in a room with my own poop? Um, well, there's an abandoned mental institution bathroom that you. There's not like toilet paper though. No. And who knows what's in the toilet? You know, it's like, that's part of the experience. Like you have to figure out what to do with your own feces. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. $15,000. $15,000. Yeah. Okay. That added an extra element of uh, complication. Yeah. I mean, I, I, if I were you, I would like prep ahead of time, you know? Yeah. But my guts get so weak when I'm nervous, when I'm anxious. <laughs> I just poop immediately. Like, right. Really no hesitation. Um, 
$15,000. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I, I think, I mean, I mean, even 10 G's is, you know, it's a lot of money. It's a lot it's of a, money. It's a lot of money. No taxes, just straight cash. Oh, of course. Cash. Yeah, right. Cash. A bag of cash. You get handed the bag of cash um, once the sun rises. Yeah. I'm waiting. I'm waiting at the bottom of the hill with <laughs> with a sack of dough. Just here you go, buddy. Is there like an alarm when I can leave? Does someone tell me when I have to, when I can leave? Like how far into the sunrise? Like because I can't see anything really, right? And so right. when the sun rises, I'll be able to see all the horrors and my own pile of poop in the corner. It's gonna be even worse when the sun comes up. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So like at the slightest hint of dawn. Can I be like, I'm out of here? Um, we'd have to like agree on a time. There should be a siren. Yeah. A siren to let so, you know <laughs> you can leave. There should be some sound, some yeah. recognizable sound like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we set up loudspeakers. So <laughs> when you, the sun starts coming up, there's birds right. chirping and you hear. <laughs> That makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think $15,000 will, will do it. I'm surprised you'll do it for that much or for that. Uh, I thought you would do it for less. I thought you'd say like a thousand bucks or something. I mean, even a thousand dollars. That's a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to write into my pocket cash. <laughs> yeah. I if mean, it's like 5,000 bucks and you take me out for a nice meal afterwards. That'd be great. Yeah. I would do that. I'm I'm really trying to think this through. I'm I want I don't know if I would do it for a thousand dollars. So I used to live in Philadelphia. And I lived near the Eastern State Penitentiary. I always wanted to go there. Extremely scary. Really? I went during the day on like just a tour of the building. Don't they do like a spooky tour? They do. Yeah. They do a haunted house <laughs> tour, which I've never done uh, and probably won't. Okay. Probably won't do that. But uh, I went just like during the day as if you're visiting a museum. Right. Terrifying. Real wow. scary. Because it's very decrepit. Yeah. It's like the kind of um, like a, a wheel set up. Like yeah, spokes yeah. coming out of a wheel. Yeah. Um, it's the first solitary confinement prison in the U.S. Yeah. The, isn't it? Um, doesn't it also have like really low ceilings and stuff? Yeah. Because the guy who built it had this whole... Um, this whole like philosophy about penance and how if if you were Oof. if you were in there like you should be bowing to God or something Jesus like that. Jesus Christ! Yeah, real masochistic shit. Yeah, not something that would leave some tortured souls, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I would highly recommend it. Just go during the day for a tour, uh, and if you're brave enough for the haunted house tour. Um, speaking of haunted house, since this is our our. Uh, this is our, our Halloween uh, holiday spectacular. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a, another found footage movie that I actually really like, and it's called, I think it's called Hell House LLC. Okay. <laughs> and it's on Amazon Prime, and it's about- Zero liability for the Hell House. Yeah. It's, uh, it is about um, like a haunted house that these people put together at an, o- an old hotel, like in upstate New York, uh-huh. and uh, there's a, there's a, a disaster- Um, on opening night and then um the the whole movie is about these document documentarians interviewing people who were involved and and it's like a really cheesy horror movie but it's effective i really enjoyed it i watched it the other day i was Hmm. like damn i i I got a little spooked out um i would do another kind of even the haunted house stuff i would do when i worked at six flags scared the hell out of me 
I would get like very anxious and nervous. Uh, do you ever see those extreme haunted houses where you have to like sign all the waivers and they're like, our actors are allowed to touch you. Nope. I kind of nope. want to do one of those. They have those in New York. There, I, I don't know if it was like a trend that died, but I remember seeing a sign uh, uh, two or three years ago that was like the most extreme haunted house on nope. the Eastern seaboard. You know? um, even sleep. No more gave me the creeps. Oh, that was very creepy. Very well done. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, uh, do you have plans for Halloween this year? Uh, I do not. Mm -hmm. Uh, haven't come up with a costume Mm -hmm. though. Uh, I have some ideas. Uh, A little while ago I was at Shorty's getting a a cheesesteak sandwich and the waitress said to me, Hey, have you ever dressed up like Frankenstein before? Because you'd be amazing. Wow. Jesus Christ. And I, uh, I said no, and I pulled out a, a little pad and a pen, and I licked it, and I wrote, idea, Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> and I did not take offense to that in any way. Of course not. Why would you? Why would you take offense to someone openly commenting on how you look to your face? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> You should do this. I mean, I know you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do the same thing back to her. But like the audacity of people to think it's okay to do that really shocks me. Yeah. It's uh, crazy. I never just comment on someone looks to their face that I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, it's just like something I'm not wired for. And I know that uh, if you want to hit that light switch behind sure, you, um, sure. we're just sitting in the we're dark, sitting in the dark, which now. is appropriate because yeah. it is spooky. It's spookier. But, um, there's a ghoul in here yeah, somewhere. Right on the left-hand side, there's a switch right there. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm just like not wired to comment on people's physical attributes. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> just like you know, I mean, that's what it's called body shaming now, right? right like, right. but you're just telling someone how they look to their face. It's but not you, even body shaming. It's just fucking mean. Even when I'm being complimentary, I feel like. That was uncalled for. Absolutely. I failed a sexual harassment test by my employer recently because I thought someone, you couldn't say that someone's hair looks okay. Yeah. I, I was in that very situation. Uh, I was friends with the, at my last job, this girl, Lindsay, really nice gal. I was friends with her and, uh, I bumped into her in the canteen and she had gotten, uh, she had very long hair and then came in with very short hair Yeah, and it looked great. And I, and I said, Whoa, Lindsay, your hair looks great. And then there was this moment of awkward silence and my face got really hot and red. And I was like, anyway, okay, I'll see you later. (laughs) She didn't respond. No, she was like, Oh, thanks man. Thanks. Like she, she seemed like she genuinely didn't mind me making a comment like that, but it's uh, treacherous out there. Yeah. It's in the workplace. uh, I, I meant uh, I was only just, just trying to be nice. And it was, uh, it was kind of because I was like shocked, you know, like yeah. you, you turn around and you see something that's very different than you were anticipating. And it's like, Oh, which I guess is how people feel when they turn the corner <laughs> and see your boy Frankenstein. <laughs> so maybe I should cut them some slack or not. Uh, did you respond to this woman? Made you a cheesecake? Uh, cheesecake? I, I, I got to admit, she rocked me back on my heels with that. Oof. I was like, what? what? Because I, I thought we were having like a, like a nice little. You just burned me, girl. Yeah. Uh, also, like not that clever of a uh, reference. 
Yeah, Frankenstein. It, I mean, it wasn't clever at all. It was just telling me I look like Frankenstein. <laughs> if it was clever, I'd be at least like, damn, burn. You yeah. Know? <laughs> but right. it was just like, you look like Frankenstein, dude. Yeah. That's rough. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just try to treat my coworkers now as if they're just beings who work. They're non-gendered. They have a name. They yes. don't have a face or clothes or anything. Just people who work. The end. We are just we are just little worker drones. Exactly. Just cogs in this machine. Yep. I'm just telling you what to do when you do it or not, and that's great. <laughs> the end. I don't care what you look like, what your life is like, what your preference is for anything at all. You're just working. Yeah. Uh, I, I, there was a lot of... Uh, I had to put up with a lot of comments about my appearance yesterday when uh, when my wife decided that we were buying a truck because mm. we spent, I, I don't know if you've ever purchased a car from a dealership. I had not yesterday was the first time I've ever done that in my entire life. Yeah. It's an all day thing. I usually just acquire cars here and there. I would usually just buy them off some idiot. Yeah. That's what I mean. You yeah. So that's, that's acquiring. Yeah. yeah. I pay you in cash. We go to the DMV. Right. We tell them I paid a buck. We pay no taxes. Yep. You know, see you later. <laughs> but this was the whole deal where you go and you test drive it and all, all that. And, uh, you know, it's a fucking room full of car salesmen all day, yep. and they're just like... Is it in New York City? Jersey. Jersey City. Oof. Man, that's rough. <laughs> um, it's what? What's the dealership? Hyundai? No, it was, uh, it was like Hudson, Dodge, Jeep, something, whatever. Okay, the other, sure, whatever. Because uh, yeah. um, we, we got a Ram, Dodge right. Ram. Yeah. Um, also, we went to uh, so we went to a couple dealerships and we went to a Ford dealership because uh, m- you know we we decided we wanted to get a pickup truck uh-huh. and so we were like comparing the different pickup trucks. So boring. I, yeah, I understand it. It was boring doing it. Right. Um, also, I was incredibly hungover, so I was just like <laughs> just like sweating out of my face all day. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, that yeah. feeling and like yawning uncontrollably, just like. <laughs> please someone fucking put me down. Right. Like just slamming diet Cokes all day, just trying to get a little win. Mm-hmm. Um, but we went to this Ford dealership over there and, uh, you know, you go in and like, as soon as you walk into a car dealership, you, you are like your prey. Oh yeah. And all they're trying to do is just move you down that sales pipeline as fast as they can. Mm-hmm. They need to get your, they need to get you sitting down so they can get your name and phone number and email address and everything on a piece of paper, like get you going. And is it just like 20 year old studs? No, I would say like everybody that we talked to yesterday was like around 30. Okay. But, uh, so the guy that we bought the car off of was very nice, uh-huh. super nice guy, whatever. Sure. But the guy at the other dealership, uh, he decided to lead with a racist impression. Wow. <laughs> of what? Um, uh, I will describe it and not do it. Okay. But um, it was uh, uh, a racist Asian uh, like impression, like a voice. Why? I don't know. We're sitting there. We're talking to the guy. We're talking about this truck. And then he's like, oh, well, you know, come sit down and we'll talk about it. So we go sit down and he starts doing this impression very loudly, like yelling. Okay. And my wife and I look at each other like, what is going on? Like, what is he even saying? Is he doing like a bit for you guys? Yeah. Well, so, so was it related to anything? No. And and we're, we're both looking at him like, what is going on right now? And he's like, he's like, Oh no, the the guy who was here before you was Chinese. That's what he was saying. And we were like, 
cool. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, and then like he he got up to go do something and like my Eileen Dumberman was like, we're not buying a car off this racist Yeah, car. of course. And I was like, yeah, obviously. <laughs> oh my God. That's insane. It, the thing that was so weird about it was that it was apropos of nothing. Yeah. It was just, it wasn't even like there was an entry point for him to be like, oh, that thing you said reminded me of this racist character that I do. It was like there was a moment of silence and he chose to fill it by screaming a, a, like this racist impression at us. The the entry point for him was you're both white. Yeah. It's like, oh, we get it. We're both white guys. We can be racist together. Yeah. Damn. It was so weird. That sucks. Yeah. And we were just like, oh, okay. And so the next guy, he's... How many cars did you test drive? How many trucks did you test drive? Uh, two or three. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. It's exhausting, man. Yeah. Just after the first five minutes, you're like, kill me. Get me out of here. I don't ever want anything. And so did you know you were going to buy a truck like as you walked in? <clears throat> no. Uh, sort of. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we started out uh, you know, deciding that we wanted one. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, flirting with, uh, early retirement. So, uh, <laughs> um, well, I'm, you're not working. So it's, uh, it's, I'm not working. It's hard to flirt with it. You got to right. your dick inside of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have, uh, yeah, I am, um, fully into, uh, early retirement right now. Uh, I'm taking some time off from work at the moment. Right. But, um, right. so we bought a vintage Airstream trailer that we found on Craigslist. Uh, and so that is on this piece of property that my wife's family has. And then since we got that, we were like, we need a, 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 a vehicle because like you, of course. you can't just rent a car every day or every yeah. weekend. Right. If that shit adds up yeah. really fast. Uh-huh. Um, and like we, we rented a car three times in the last month to deal with various things. And like that was our, we, we looked at how much that cost and it was already a crazy amount of money. Right. So we were like, oh, we should just get our own car. And you know how things, my wife and I are both very excitable uh-huh. kind of, yeah. uh, you know, we love slippery slopes, man. Once we <laughs> get going, it's exciting, you know? Yeah. Um, and so very quickly it went from we're just going to go look at a truck to we're buying like essentially a brand new truck and driving it off the lot today. Yeah. Um, so we bought this massive truck, crazy, stupid idea. We live in New York. Um, I almost couldn't get it out of the garage today cause it was too big to turn onto the street. Wow. <laughs> Is it very long too? Yep. Cool. Very, yeah. It's very long and large. Um, how often do you plan on using it? Uh, I mean in, in, like until winter really hits, I see using it like every weekend at least. Um, and also because I'm not working throughout the week, um, <laughs> because the project, uh, uh, you know, I got myself kind of involved with this project with my mother-in-law who's trying to renovate this property, uh-huh. which is upstate. So I'm going to be going up there cause she lives far away in Chicago. So like we're going to have contractors up there. So I'm going to have to go there to like coordinate things. Yeah. Um, so potentially, you know, be using it a lot. It is definitely way cheaper to have that, that truck than it is to like rent cars all. The yeah. Time. I would love to have a car. I just don't know. It seems very impractical right now. Yes. Uh, but Hey, if you have like a building with a parking lot, cool. That works out pretty well. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's parked in the garage downstairs, which is yeah. nice. Um, that's cool. Yeah, I'll have to take you for a ride. <laughs> <laughs> the next show will record from the the flatbed of the pickup truck. Yeah. 
It'll, uh, just, like, well, it'll just be like a Toby Keith song. We'll be sitting <laughs> on the tailgate. You know, you'll hear exactly. crickets in the background. Yeah. And it'll be upstate. It'll be great. Chad, I'll be in the back. Yeah. Um, oh, also, uh, so part of that project is that I, so my, my mother-in-law owns this house that has been unused for like 20 years, basically upstate. Yeah. And I'm helping her re- renovate the property. I don't know if the house is going to last or if we have to tear it down. But uh, I went up there and like I went into the house by myself the other day. And like the power hasn't been on for 20 years. Like it's Blair Witch shit. Yeah. Like it's scary. Yeah. And uh, uh, I went into the basement because I needed to see like what the state of like the where the power was coming into the house. I wanted to see like what kind of fuse box they sure. had, if any. Um, and it was real Blair Witchy down there. Like, like the foundation was like stacked rocks cool. <laughs> and, uh, start a band out there. Yeah. Uh, I, how did, far is that drive? It's like two hours. Okay. Um, I wasn't scared until I asked myself, shouldn't I be scared right now? <laughs> and I like, cause, cause I, I'm like walking through his house just with a flashlight pitch dark it's full of stuff that like people have stored there over the years and uh like raccoon shit everywhere uh-huh. and like you can hear animals moving around like in the roof and stuff and i went down into the basement and it's got a really low ceiling and like those rock walls and shit is just like decayed and i was looking around with the flashlight and then i had this like i heard something creak upstairs and I like suddenly the reality of what I was doing in that moment hit me. And I was like, should I be worried that I'm two hours away from home in a place with no cell service and I'm in the basement of an abandoned house by myself? <laughs> I mean, if anything, it's just like a tired hobo is there, right? I, I, I thought maybe it would be like, uh, you know, like a crackhead up there cooking meth or something. Fuck. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's scary. Too. And what's he going to do? Abandon his meth lab or come down and just break my skull open and leave me in the basement. <laughs> Good point. Good point. <laughs> yeah. So, um, then I, you know, uh, uh, my butthole puckered up real tight and I, <laughs> I ran out of there as quick as I could. Um, <laughs> I was telling someone recently, I started, um, not entirely related to our new podcast, our new podcast format. But um, a friend of mine asked me to review a book on Amazon, sort of related to his work. Uh-huh. Um, and, and I loved the book, so I did. And now I got into the fever of like reviewing shit on Amazon. <laughs> okay. So I think it's very fun. Okay. Uh, I told a friend of mine about this. She's like, oh, is that what like late 30-year-olds do now? Ooh. Right? What the fuck? It was just I reviewed two things. I liked two books on Amazon. She attacked your your Is that lifestyle. like an old guy thing to do? No. That, that was that was almost as harsh as you look like Frankenstein. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the other book I reviewed was uh Pretty Randy, and so I uh I re- reviewed it as such. R- Randy new- like like uh horny yeah, like uh, erotic. Ooh. Yeah, I like. It's not okay. It's not, <laughs> it's not like it's not pornography. Right. I'm not reviewing like porn magazines. It's more like um it's not smut either. It's um erotica. Yeah, not quite erotica. It's a Nicholson Baker. I don't a, know. A book called Vox. Would recommend. It's two people uh bef- in the 90s or late 80s. Uh, talking on a phone, they met on like a 900 number call in. 
Oh, I think you were telling me about this. Yeah, I was. I was trying to have a conversation with a bunch of guys about not watching pornography, and no one was interested in having that conversation. <laughs> well, it didn't work out. Maybe bring that up at your next Proud Boys meeting, because <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what they're into. Are they? Yeah. Not watching pornography? Yeah. One of the things about uh, being a Proud Boy is that like you can't jerk off and you can't watch porn. Oh. Yeah. Well, I can't, that's why you're so angry then, right? Yeah. For not jerking off. But... um yeah, I was trying to have a conversation with our Slack channel about it. Just the idea that like using, I don't know why I'm talking about this now, but it's probably more interesting to not look at pornography when masturbating. It's like a more challenging erotic adventure. I'm done talking about this. I, I, I mean, I think it's really great that you're <laughs> challenging yourself by edging with erotica. I think that's great. <laughs> anyway, um, you made me think about not the point I was trying to make Amazon reviews. <laughs> um, and I thought we gave this a very favorable review. Uh, the Blair Witch. Yeah. Uh, Blair Witch Project. Yeah. Uh, so I am looking at the one star reviews for the Blair Witch Project on oh, Amazon. Yeah. Please tell um, me. I never understood how anyone ever thought this was scary or even interesting. Waste of time. Wow. Okay. Movie was pretty dumb in my opinion. Everyone I talked to said it really scared them. Waste of money, even if it was only $2.50. Okay. While this movie has an R rating and supposedly is not to be seen by anyone under 18, it was made for the 14 to 16-year-olds. I think I wanted to see some nudity. Yeah. It, he just he should have just said no boobs. Yeah, no swinging dongs. <laughs> That's what I wanted. <laughs> I couldn't watch the movie at all. It's only for Canada. Okay. Okay. That's only a like review. A, it's like a technical issue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> only for Canada. Uh, one star. I wasn't one of those people who liked it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But it's weird. They're not saying anything about the movie. They're just saying they didn't like it. Yeah. They're not saying it was poorly done. It was a bad idea. Not effective. They're just saying this is bad. Yeah. Um, I'm not one of those people who liked this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's been reported that I watched this and did not like it. Uh, no, um, told the, told this movie was good and scary. This movie sucked. It was dumb. I turned it off twice before painfully finishing it. Okay. okay. Um, my God, this movie sucked. <laughs> All the fun of a dental appointment without the Novocaine. Ooh. All right. We got a a joker. Uh, I'm looking for a good one, but these are all just uh, the people saying I did not like this movie. What? Why write that review? The point is you have something to say about it. Yeah. I just like, uh, why is this bad? Someone found my review helpful, by the way. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to start reviewing more stuff on Amazon. I just, um, I personally don't know what what makes someone write a review for anything. Well, now it's uh, when your friends ask you to. Well, yeah, but that's just you, that's you're you're part of the uh, part of the the rig rigged system of reviews. You know, sure, sure, yes. But like, I just for the life of me, I can't imagine liking or disliking something enough to be like, I'm going to go type up my take on this. Right. And yet here I am talking into a microphone about it. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, 
I think that's probably a wrap. Yeah, that's it. We got to go uh, uh, hang out with some other old dudes and watch uh, watch a band play. I watched. Uh, I saw Bon Iver on uh, Friday. Another old dude show. Terrible. Really? Surprisingly bad. Really? You know, because he he wrote for Emma forever ago, mm-hmm. right? Which we all loved. Yeah. Undeniably a good record. Yeah. And then he made, he took a hiatus. He said he wasn't going to make music anymore. He retired. And then he made another record called like something a million, like 200 a million or something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And it was kind of weird. It was more atmospheric, kind of yeah. ethereal, interesting, you know. And then he made another record, this one, which I didn't really listen to. Um, and so I thought the live show was going to be kind of like challenging and interesting, like artistic and creative. Yeah. It felt like I was at a big pop concert like a big band pop rock concert and every dude there was like a 30 year old white dude wearing all all bird sneakers like really trying to have a bland night <laughs> and he was delivering on this blandest shit as possible it was really disappointing who else played yola tango were they good which i love and we missed almost the entire song. oh that yeah. sucks yeah we saw like the last two minutes of him well, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, we left after after like five songs on Bon Iver. I I was uh, like, who listens to that? Who wants to hear that band? It was sold out, a giant stadium. Uh, I mean, is it all nostalgia? I don't think it's even nostalgia. I feel like uh, after that first record, Bon Iver uh, joined the ranks of the like the the, the like people who have NPR tote bags listen to this band. Yeah, and they'll just listen to anything that the, that they put out and they kind of like stop being relevant. Yeah. They're just sort of like part of that tier of like, he has a great voice, but he auto tunes it on, on his new record. Oh, I didn't know. What that. is the point of that? I don't know. I mean, wasn't the whole thing with his first album that he, he like had his heart shattered and went and like lived in a cabin by himself and wrote the record there. Yeah. I mean, that's a story. That's a, yeah, I want some pain. I, I don't, mean, even if it's not all pain, write a good song. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right okay uh yeah this has uh been uh, our review of the blair witch project uh-huh. this has been episode four of our new podcast yep hope you like it uh, uh yeah thanks for listening yeah you can email us at frank or frank at gmail.com pretty sure that still works is the same email address still yeah i think so okay so you should be able to email us at frank at frank or eric at frank and com, and uh yeah that's it All right, stay positive. They are creatures who have strayed from some unknown region of haunted woods and perilous wilds. They dress like us, pretend they belong to mankind, profess to keep our laws and code of morals. But in their presence, we're always aware that they are phantoms and that their ideas and actions are out of key with a general pitch and tone of normal life.